In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. If you're like me, uh, this week you probably went through a lot of various emotions with a lot of the things that are going on in our world and in our our country in particular. Uh, But as is often, and I should say always the case, God always gives to us exactly what we need when when we need it. And he gives us the words that we need in order to see clearly his hand and his plan in the midst of whatever darkness there might be. And remember in the gospel we just heard, those who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. And so we have to always keep that as our remembrance. But the specific and most important words that we hear in the gospel this morning, and perhaps the most important words that we hear uh, throughout all of our life, are the first words that our Lord says in his ministry. After he is baptized, after he hears about John being arrested, he goes out and he begins to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In those words that we have there, we have a statement of a fact and a call to action. A statement of a fact that we have got to remember and a call to action that we have to do every single day of our life. And that statement of fact is important for us, especially now. I think at least it was helpful for me to think in these terms throughout the course of this week, thinking about this gospel and then thinking about the events in our country as well. The kingdom of heaven is at hand is the fact that Christ declares to the people And to all of us in the gospel this morning. I think sometimes we forget or don't put in the forefront of our mind the kingdom of heaven. Even though when we walk into the church we see in the iconography especially the icon uh, above the altar there. Our Lord enthroned in the heavens. The kingdom of heaven is the place where we need to put all of our hope, where we need to put all of our trust, where we need to put all of our faith. And so much of the time, we don't. And it's proved to us in places like this week when, again, if you're like me, you have a whole bunch of emotions and perhaps you're, you're riled up and we're more passionate about the things that are going on with our secular authorities than we are about the kingdom of heaven. And when we are more worked up about the secular government than we are about our need to repent and to recognize the the, uh, truth of the fact that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, then we have forgotten that basic statement that our Lord has said. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's something that we have got to focus on and that we have got to remember as we put into perspective everything that we have and that we see in the world around us. Now, I want to be very clear about the things that I'm about to say, that I am in no way telling you not to vote, not to pay attention, not to uh, uh, be involved in the, the government of the world. Those are things that are important for us to do. But we have to keep it all into the perspective of the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the truth of what that really means for us and in our world. And we can see that by how our church, how the Orthodox Church even uh, acknowledges the civil authorities throughout the Divine Liturgy. We have prayed a couple of times already 
for the president, the civil authorities, and the armed forces. And we'll do it again in the great entrance as we process with the gifts and are about to offer them on the holy table. And we will again, towards, uh, in the anaphora, ask the Lord that they may be calm and peaceful so that we can live a calm and peaceful life in all reverence and godliness. And so we pray for them, regardless of who is there, we pray for them. If you're in the United States, it's for the president. If we're in Canada, the prime minister. In England, the queen. Wherever you are in the Orthodox Church, you are going to pray for the civil authorities because we do want God to bless and protect and keep them. But at the same time as we pray for them, we know that this is what matters. That we're praying for them in the midst of the kingdom of heaven. And if we look back in history, we will recognize and understand that there are very few times where the government and the church are seen eye to eye and not collapsing with each other. Even when, even when the Orthodox Church was the faith of the emperors in the Byzantine Empire. Today we are celebrating the memory of Gregory of Nyssa, the Bishop of Nyssa. And during his time, the Byzantine Empire was flourishing and the the emperor was orthodox, and yet he found himself in exile. And we can think about John Chrysostom and the fact that he ended up in exile something like four times. The kingdom of heaven is what matters. And ultimately, when we think about think through the history of the church when we see when we remember even when Christ makes this statement repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the roman empire was in charge the church outlived the roman empire the byzantine empire came later and the church outlived that empire as well the church outlived the ottomans the church outlived the communist revolution and brothers and sisters the church will outlive the united states of america Now, I am not in any way saying that I believe America is about to collapse. I love the United States, and I I hope that it's here for a very long time, at least through my lifetime. But the fact still remains that the church, the kingdom of heaven, will outlast whatever the civil authorities are doing and whatever is going on out there. That is the promise of Christ. The kingdom of heaven, he says, is at hand. And that's an important thing for us to remember as well. It's not just a future hope, but the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is present. Where Christ is, there the kingdom of heaven is present. And so we have got to remember that and keep that in mind as we live out the entirety of our life and remember and focus that the kingdom of heaven is at Hand is present where Christ is present, and regardless of what is going on out there, that is the most important thing, that statement of fact for us to remember. And when we remember that statement of fact, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, we have one thing to do. Repent. That is what our Lord tells us to do, is to repent. And repentance, first of all, in thinking about it with this statement, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the first place of repentance, and to repent literally means to turn around, to go in the other direction from where we are going. If we realize that we are more passionate about this world, then that's the first place where we need to repent and begin to put our focus and our hope and our trust, not in the secular authorities, but in the kingdom of heaven. That is the first place for us to repent. 
to be able to turn our way of thinking and to turn our hearts and to know that regardless of what is going on out there, this will never fall. Christ says it himself, the gates of Hades will not prevail against my church. He doesn't say that about anything else. And so our first act of repentance is to be sure that our first love and our first commitment and our first hope is to the kingdom of heaven, the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The other place where we repent is where we recognize what the mark is. To repent, of course, is to turn away from sin, and to sin means to miss the mark. And the mark of our life, the thing that we are supposed to be heading towards and uh, to have as our goal and our example is none other than Christ himself. And so the first place then for our repentance is as well turning to Christ and saying, how can I be more like him? And of course, that means not justifying ourselves when we sin. Not blaming others when we sin and say, oh, I wouldn't have done that had that other person done it. But instead, looking into our own hearts and looking into ourselves and saying, what could I have done differently? What could I have not done at all? Not only our actions, what could I have said differently? What could I have not said at all? And not only what we do and what we say, what could I have thought differently? How can I continue to think even first and foremost about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? It's about changing our actions, changing what we say, changing what we think, so that we are putting in the forefront of ourselves the kingdom of heaven. Because, as Christ says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Our one challenge, our one responsibility is to repent. And that is the place where we can actually make a change in this world. And that's why statements like the beloved seraphim of Seraph who says, Acquire the spirit of peace and thousands around you will be saved. If we ourselves focus on repentance ourselves, if we focus on the kingdom of heaven ourselves, that will spread organically by the grace of God. But it starts with our affirming that fact, the kingdom of heaven, and by taking the challenge and and the command of our Lord to fully repent, not of someone else's sins, but of our own sins and truly looking into our own hearts. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now I'm going to leave you this morning with a quote from St. John Chrysostom from his letters to uh, Olympia who was um, one of his spiritual children and someone that he was very close with. And uh, I think it fits in exactly to what I'm talking about this morning and Lord willing, what we are are all looking at and thinking about and facing throughout the course of of this week and perhaps the weeks to come. Because St. John wrote this to Olympia while he himself was in exile from the emperor. The empress, actually, he had angered the empress and he was cast out of the city, and he ends up actually dying out in exile. And yet when he dies, his last thing that he says is glory to God for all things. But on on his way out there into exile, he wrote this to Olympia, and I think it's very, very wise for us uh, today. St. John Chrysostom says, Do not be cast down, I beseech you, for there is only one thing to fear, only one real temptation, that is sin. This is the refrain that I keep chanting to you ceaselessly, for everything else is ultimately a fable. 
Whether you speak of plots or enmities or deceptions or slanders or abuses or accusations or confiscations or banishments or sharpened swords or high seas or war engulfing the entire world, whichever of these you point to, they are transitory and perishable and they only affect mortal bodies. They cannot in any way injure the watchful soul. This is why, wishing to express the paltriness of both the good and the bad things of this present life, the blessed Paul stated the manner in one phrase, saying, For the things that are seen are transient. Brothers and sisters, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.